Hey, everybody. Welcome to another great episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I'm your host, Parker, joined by my stalwart companion, co-host, John. Hello, John. Hello, good people. And uh, we're joined today by uh, a pretty full house. We've got producer Jenny. Hello, Jenny. Hi, friends. We've got unpaid intern Allie. Thanks so much. Uh, I hope you like the coffee. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good now. Eh. <laughs> yeah. More cream next time. Back to the drawing board. And more importantly, our very special first-time guest on the show, our dear friend Ben. Welcome, Ben. Yeah, thanks. Good to be here. There it is. Ben, you sound a little like Nick Offerman on mic. I'll take it. Nice. <laughs> nice. He's kind of got a beard like him, too. Yeah. So, Ben, what we'd like to do with every first-time guest is uh, ask them, what do they like to drink? Uh, I like mezcal, generally. There we uh, go. Behind mezcal, yep. tequila, and then probably whiskey. You know, fi- it's good to finally have another uh, mezcal fan on the show. Yeah. It's been a lonely over here, just me. What? Uh, <laughs> John loves uh, mezcal. <laughs> ben did that in the right order, too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mezcal John over here. Yeah. I think I've ruined his life by introducing him to mezcal. But, uh, it's not the same. <laughs> at least his wallet. Definitely his wallet yeah, is ruined yeah. from that experience. <laughs> So welcome, Ben. We're so happy to have you here. Uh, you have picked a quite a special episode to be on for your first one. Many Ooh. people would like to be on this. A lot of our Patreon people want yes. to get on this episode. Uh, this is a topic of conversation that people have been asking us to do for literal years now. Mm-hmm. Today, boys and girls, we're talking about Blanton's bourbon. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go over some of like the facts of Blanton's here, as I like to do with most of our uh, beginnings of our episodes. But, John, what's your relationship with Blanton's? Abusive? No. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, uh, I've had it uh, a few times over the years, a couple of bottles of it, and it's very uh, much like a, your typical single barrel. Like, it varies from bottle to bottle. So sometimes I like it, and sometimes I don't find it great. Okay, well, because this is, uh, you know, very sought after. So Blanton's... It was the first mass-produced single-barrel bourbon, created back in 1984 by then-master distiller Elmer T. Lee. And I, I think that, we should pause on that for just for the second. Mm-hmm. That like every single barrel, which is a huge market now, mm-hmm. started with this. Yeah. This was the first single barrel sold. Yes, the very first single oh, barrel bourbon. Elmer wow. T. Lee was uh, the like head distiller there, right? And yeah. Just like was a visionary at the time. Yeah, very much ahead of his time. Um, this uh. Particular offerings named after uh, Colonel Albert Blanton. Albert, that's what it was. Yeah, he uh, who worked in the distillery held almost every job imaginable at Buffalo Trace Distillery, including eventually becoming the president of the company. So that's, he that's he, what, yeah. he was literally the guy who like cleaned out the warehouse at one point, and then he, <laughs> he worked his way up all the way to being president of the company years later. Um, Blanton's is well known for the horse toppers. That, uh, that spell out Blanton's with the horses in different positions. Everybody knows that different ones have different tastes. Absolutely. I've long said that it's all about the second N with the yeah. apostrophe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the best tasty one. But uh, yeah, people really love those uh, those horsey toppers. You can uh, <laughs> you can send them in right to Buffalo Trace and they'll give you like the little stand for it if you get the whole collection. Yeah, like a little stave, I think. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a stave. And that way when people come over to their house and they, you, they see that, they'll know exactly what kind of bourbon drinker you are. Yeah, you drink plans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, these are a bottle that's cherished by all bourbon hunters. Um, um, certainly the uh, earlier to the game, people are really big on Blanton's, mm-hmm. um, much like my dear father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he when he he doesn't try to get it from stores, though. He just goes to the Buffalo Trace Distillery and hopes it's a Blanton's day. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> 
which which is pretty cool actually. Uh, yeah. So Bland's comes from uh, it's aged in Warehouse H at Buffalo Trace. Age. So, um, I don't know your your uh, depth of knowledge of the different warehouses, John. I I do not. Uh, I know that that people get really nerdy about that. That's like the only all steel one, I think. Oh, really? Warehouse H, yeah. You know, I've been there. I went on the tour years ago. Now you can't even get on the tour to go uh, the Buffalo Trace tour. It's like impossible because people buy up the tickets like as soon as it opens up. Like it opens up like monthly, and you can buy tickets for next month. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try some blends. We actually have three different expressions today. We're doing the regular bland single barrel, the Blanton's Gold, and the Blanton's Straight from the Barrel. And the difference on these is pretty much proof. Uh, we're gonna get into that when we get a okay. kind of break down each one of them. And they also do keep this a little close to the vest as far as the details of the bourbon. So it's not like here's the exact mash bill, here's the exact whatever. It's all very. But I think people have kind of deduced that it's like there's two mash bills at Buffalo Trace, right? Yeah. yeah well, no, we don't. We know which mash bill it is. It's yeah. just like, but you don't. No one really knows exactly mm. what that mash bill is doing purposefully. Yeah. Um, I have to be honest. I yeah. I want to I want to hate Blantons just because it's so hyped up. So there's this bourbon has a lot to go against. And let me ask around the table about just everyone's relationship to Blantons. Uh, ben, have you had Blantons before? I don't believe so. This is great. This, I'm so happy to have like a first time to Blantons person here just to get that perspective. Uh, Jenny. I, the first time I ever tried it was actually at John's old apartment. Um, hmm. you, and it was kind of. That was not a great bottle. No, it wasn't. But also that was kind of how I reacted to it, though, was just like, oh, like Blanton's is only OK. Yeah. So like for it being I've always viewed it as something that's very sought after. But there's other things that I'd rather drink than Blanton's. I feel like a lot of people in the bourbon community feel that way, though. Definitely things that are more consistently good. Yes. But, you know, we're going to we're going to taste it. today. I say, no, I'm, honestly, I'm tried. I'm like excited to revisit it today. Mm -hmm. And also I haven't had these other expressions. So that'll be fun, too. And then, uh, Allie, you're relationship with Blanton's? Um, I got introduced to Blanton's from my mom's very good friend, Randall. Uh, it's a good family friend who hosts a charity golf tournament every year. And he uh, loves bourbon. I remember trying Blanton's. We were out to dinner and they had it on the menu and he ordered it and he was like, this is so good. You have to try it. I was very early in my, you know, spirits journey at all, but certainly as far as bourbon was concerned. So I remember trying it thinking, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's pretty good. Didn't really have much to compare it to at the time. But you didn't like spit it out in his face. No, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I guess it's good. Um, and then later that year when we went to um, his golf tournament, there was a silent auction and there was like, just, I'll see if I can find the picture, piles of Blanton's that it was, they were um, auctioning off at like $100 a hundred a pop, wow. which is where one of these bottles I brought back with me. Um, that's where I got that. And then, um, yeah, they even had as one of the things that you could bid on a full set of the entire, all the horses that spelled out mm. Blanton's obviously with there with the, bur with with the, the bourbon, bourbon attached. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's my huh. relationship. It's funny because even though, um, I have tried it before. It's been a long time since then. And I've really gone through a whole journey as far as like learning more about spirits and drinking more bourbon since then. Yeah. So this is probably going to be like a new experience for me as well. That's awesome. So we have in front of us the, your OG Blanton single barrel. And we're going to tell you all about it right after this break. And we're back. 
So we've got the uh, Blanton single barrel in front of us, the letter B, which stands for Blanton's, I take it. Um, now, we were talking, this is Buffalo Trace Mash Bill number two. And what do we know about that? Well, it's their higher rye recipe, um, possibly between 12 and 15% rye. Um, you know, I, again, it's from the Warehouse H. But yeah, they on purpose, though, like keep it a little bit close to the vest. They don't the even details. tell you on the bottle how long it's been aged, right? No, no. They, um, it's widely assumed about six years. Mm. Uh, you know, give it, you know, six to eight. I've seen some places, but like, you know, around six years. I guess um, that gives them some uh, flexibility, at, like changing, you know, how long it gets aged for. Like, what is it? Evan Williams single barrel that they put like the the age on it. And like, that's like part of the label. Oh, yeah. It's like the vintage for it. Yeah. Right. Um, comes in at 93 proof. What's everybody getting on the nose? It smells like the Rick House. It's got like a musty kind of. Honestly, it's 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 quiet on the nose. Yeah, I get like a hint of sweetness though. I was thinking sweetness as well. I was kind of thinking chocolate. I'm smelling some anise. I think it's a little of that too. Little like vanilla. Mm. I could see like a vanilla chocolate. Mm. It's a swirl. It's, it's a soft serve it's swirl. Soft serve swirl. We like that tasting or that. I think I feel like it's usually a smelling note when that mm-hmm. one comes up. Yeah. Listen, when we finally make these chai spirits guys custom tasting wheels it's going to have you know a, a, i mean three quarters of it's going to be marzipan yeah but then <laughs> but then there's going to be a little sliver of uh soft serve twist i love it all right we're gonna get in on this dive dive right in um hmm. well let me ask you some questions before i t- <laughs> <laughs> How, how, is this a freshly opened bottle? No, no. This has been, it's, it's only been slightly, I think there's been like one glass pour from this. I mm. think I probably opened this up pretty soon after I brought it back, which would have been last October. I maybe opened this up October, November. There, but there, It was almost completely full though. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I literally poured one small glass out of it and then brought it over here to these guys. So mm. maybe open for nine months, but not yeah. a lot drinking out of it. Yeah. I get a little honey up front and a little burn on the back mm-hmm. end. What do you think, guys? Yeah, I could, I could stand yeah. behind that. A little caramel, maybe. But ben, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's got a nice uh, kind of sweet start. Mm. Kind of finishes woody, which is uh, a nice. It does have a bit of a bite to it, but I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Yeah, a little Kentucky hug. Mm-hmm. Especially when it starts so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely picking up a lot of that heat, that like ethanol kind of note that you don't always want. Um, it depends like how well balanced the rest of the sip is. For me, I'm not in love with this. At 93 proof, I think it drinks a lot hotter. Mm-hmm. And we don't I would have, agree. We don't, you know, sometimes you get like 110 proof uh, and you get a lot of flavor with that heat, and I'm just not getting that balance that I want, to be quite honest. Yeah, and I'm getting a little bit like that, that sweet up front, and then, yeah, not, not like a spice, but more of a heat on the back end. But honestly, like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Not, not, you know, not going to be upset if I someone hand me a glass of this, but I... I would pay $60 retail for this, but not what it's going for at some, secondary, on the secondary yeah. or, or even some liquor stores now. Like they're doing three hundred dollars a bottle for this. Yeah, I would never pay that much for this. But this, for like you said, like for right retail price, sixty bucks, absolutely. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's like a little gamble too. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, I mean that's with every single barrel, really. Yeah. But uh, Allie, what do you think? Yeah, I I am not a huge fan of that 
heat on the back of the palate, especially in a situation like this where it's not coming with a, you know, super high proof. It's, you know, like you said, it's drinking hotter than it necessarily is. So I, I think it's all right. Um, you know, I want to put a little drippy drop in there. Well, let's try that, yeah. Um, because that's, you know, that's what I do. That is kind of an alley move. That is an alley move to put the little drippy drop. Um, it's just, it's not what I would reach for, but I don't think it's bad at all. It's just, I think maybe not uh, to my specific taste. Yeah, that um, little bit of water does cool off the back end a little bit. I, I mean, with the drippy drop, I'm on board. It opens up some other notes I'm trying to think about, more floral. I could see that, like a little um, potpourri kind of thing going on. Yeah, for lack of, I'm not picking anything else up in particular. I think more like lilac or like sunflower. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I do think you get to another, you add a couple drops of water there, you do get another layer of flavor. Which is pretty cool. All yeah. right. You know, that's okay. We had some blends, everybody. <clears throat> yeah. So there we go. That's blends. So if you're one of those people out there who listens to the podcast and hasn't had Blanton's or has it irregularly, I think the takeaway for Blanton's original is, you know, don't don't be heartbroken if you can't find it. And there's plenty of other consistently good things. Yeah, absolutely. So next up, we've got the Blanton's Gold. Now, I will I will note that one cool thing about this bottle is that the horse is gold. Yeah. I do like that. That's and, and it does taste like gold. <laughs> well, we haven't gotten that far yet. It's all the gold flakes inside of it. Oh, wait, that's gold slugger. Wait, yeah. wait a second. We're drinking gold slugger. <laughs> <laughs> I thought something seemed wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're passing around. It's. I mean, the the bo- I will say about the, the shape of this bottle, this gold is the same kind of shape as the regular Bland's bottle. It is a pretty unique bottle shape yeah a little hand grenade Mm -hmm. well and the the bag that it comes in it's just it's like a brown one that a regular blanton's is um it's kind of like a brown version of a crown royal bag a Um, little bit yeah and then but the the gold one is like this black velvet that's a little bit fancier yeah if it doesn't come in a bag i don't buy it (laughs) um yeah but i like the i mean the cool thing about the bottle is so it's so unique and then also you know, like when John Wick's drinking it on screen, everyone notices that's Blanton's. Yeah. Nobody talked about when uh, John Malkovich was drinking Old Forester single barrel in uh, Space Force. Uh, and they should, they, should have, they should have been. Yeah. Uh, so Blanton's gold, same mash bill as, as your uh, your OG Blanton's. So what's the difference? Um, this is aged supposedly closer to eight years. Oh. Six, a little longer. So more age. Chill filtered. Only recently made available domestically. A little higher proof, 103 proof. Oh, that's exciting. Read what it says. It's reading what it says on the bottle here. The label is almost impossible to read because there is no background to it. It's written in gold, and the only thing to contrast with the gold writing is, is the bourbon. brown bourbon. Yeah. Is the brown bourbon, yeah. We believe this is the finest bottle of whiskey ever produced, <laughs> affording you extra flavor, bouquet, and character. Okay. Does this taste like the greatest bottle of whiskey ever produced? I mean, they're definitely setting the standard really high. What, do, what does it smell like? Is it the same proof? No, it's, no. High, it's 103 proof. 103. I'm oh, sorry. Proof. We did cover that in my head. Um, what are you guys getting on the nose? I'm getting something. I don't want to like... Uh, I don't want to like... Overplay yeah. your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little bubble gum and a little like big red. Like original bubble gum. I was yeah. thinking honey. Yeah. I can get the big red for sure. 
This smells great. Though. I like a little of that that like red spice, but like gum minty type spice. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Maybe like maybe a hint of rye spice. Maybe yeah, it's almost like rye and cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, it smells really good. Good man, that's a maybe a nominee for best guest. I don't know. This Ben guy knows his oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's coming out with coming out swinging. All right, let's swing into this set. What's everybody thinking? More of the big red. Mm. Mm. Ooh, yeah. I think crazily enough that that like doesn't drink as hot as the first one did. For sure. Yeah, you're right. That finish is not as... Uh... The finish is much more mellow, much mm. more round. Agreed. Ben, what do you think? Yeah, I agree completely. At, uh, I mean, at worst, it finishes about the same, but mm. it tastes a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is definitely an upgrade from the... Uh, yeah, there's the less of a contrast from the beginning to the end. Yeah. I would also... Doug's also excited. Um, I would say um, I think I get a little bit of chocolate on this too, some milk chocolate. I could see that. Getting like dried cherries or something. What I really like is the, the, the amount yes. of complexity on this Yeah, is great. Yeah, it's the more that I'm sitting with it, the more I'm I'm thinking of other other notes. It's I, going in different directions. I think those extra two years and that uh, extra ten proof is yeah. really doing some work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be interested because you know you guys have pointed out that you know each bottle does drink a little differently. I would be interested, you know, if if there was a way to try something from the same batch, mm. but you know that came out of the barrel earlier. They do have like, yeah, the, the dump date on each of these. This registered bottle is number 20. Yeah, I'm going I'm to do the alley special of a little drippy drop. Do that little drippy drop. I'm, this, def- I'm finding more like of a butterscotchy note. Um, the more that I've sipped this. Hmm. Yeah. This, uh, was dumped on, uh, June 22nd, 2020 from barrel 334. Oh man. Right at the beginning of the pandemic, just, Dumped. What a yeah. what a bad time to break up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You think everything's going okay? You got somebody to rely on, and then you get dumped. It's terrible. That's how it goes sometimes. Um, I like this wow. a lot, actually. I, this yeah, bourbon, is, I'm really is very good. This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the the color of the bourbon looks really nice in the bottle, even though you, you pointed out you can't read the the it's lettering hard. all that well. But I I feel like it just looks really nice in the bottle. This retails for a uh, hundred and fifty. I think so. Good luck finding it, but oh, and it's an O. Yeah, that's why it that's tastes why so, it's good. so good. Yeah, it's an O. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I just love the way this smells. It, it tastes really good, but I think that, that the smell is no great phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Blaine's gold. Thank God it's finally available in the states. I don't have to seriously send Allie to Europe anymore to get it. <laughs> I mean, still look for it when you're over there, Allie. I absolutely will. Yeah. All right. Well, as all good things, that must come to an end, and we have another one, our final expression of Blanton's to try. This is Blanton's Street from the Barrel. Parker, do you know anything about Blanton's Street from the Barrel? So we're, st- we're still dealing with the same ash bill. Again, non-chill filtered. Higher proof this time, though. Um, this but, one? But age, age similarly to the first one, so probably around six years. Yeah, this is 127.2 proof. And this one also only recently became available uh, here in the States. Finally, bringing back 
the good bourbon for us Americans. Yeah, I mean the <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, stop exporting all of our great stuff. Although honestly, if we want to get that GDP fixed and uh, We're the, uh a lot of exports. The national or, uh, the national debt fixed, we got to export more stuff to other people. Yeah. More money coming in. So actually, if you're uh outside of the United States of America, you should buy more bourbon. And um I mean the the background on that is that for a long time, Americans just weren't buying the bourbon made here. Like we weren't buying any bourbon yeah. and people in other parts of the world really appreciated it when we did not. Yeah. there. I mean, in Asia, huge. Yeah. Like Japan was like holding up that bourbon market for a while there. Yeah. I'm excited to try this one because it's an A. The horsey oh, has an A. Nice. <laughs> the nice, horsey. Nice. Mm-hmm. Does it have a dump date on that one? No, you said 2020? Yeah. This is um, August 26, 2022. Okay. So it was two, two okay. Twenty twenty two. Man, coming out of it, just a whole new world. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Rick Case, uh, it's of course Warehouse H. Yeah. Rick number three, and as I mentioned, it's one hundred and twenty seven point two proof. Oh, this Ooh. is barrel number twelve ninety five. It's a good number. Yeah. All right. That nose is uh musty. Mm-hmm. We're back to that Rick House smell. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm I actually didn't wash out my glass. I just realized. <laughs> it's okay. What are you guys getting? Smell someone else's glass, John. Yeah. It smells, it smells, yeah, it's back to the big red. It's still big red. I still have the cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the cinnamon. Something else there is though. Let me think. Like, what, is, what is it? What is it there that's. I still think must and cinnamon. I've got a little bit of like maple. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I get some of that potpourri back. A little floral. That I got on the taste we added a couple drops of water on the, on the first one. Mm. I get a little bit of that. It's like your, your nose and then one of those potpourri bowls. Yeah. I find that there's some similarities between these noses, like all, and all three expressions, but they're pretty wildly different from the first one to the second and third. No, definitely. All right. Let's go in. Woo. Well, it tastes a little bit hotter, but it's not, it doesn't taste 127 proof to me. It, I, don't know, it, I got a little tingle from that one. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely um, packing some heat, but yeah, it's not. I don't think in a bad way. Sometimes you can get the really high proof ones, like this. It's like oh my god. It's yeah, not no enjoyable. No, you can still get flavors out of it. Like Kinda, compared to the first one. Yeah, a lot of cinnamon. Yeah, so. Ben, you seem like you got something on your mind. What are you thinking? Uh, it's it's definitely hot. Um, again, not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the kind of. Like, uh, as you're saying, kind of floral, but also, you know, uh, Jenny pointed out kind of a buttery butterscotch maple syrup kind of. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely like a viscosity to it. It's like. Like oily. Yeah. I'm digging it though. Yeah. I think, um, all right. So thinking about this compared to the first sip, which had that heat, but Mm -hmm. didn't have the flavor. Mm -hmm. This brings that flavor in, in this like really cool, it's kind of like damp, must kind of like on the first part, which is not a bad thing. It's like very much like the barrel. I feel like you're, you're, and it's a very unique barrel. Um, a lot of times I think when we talk about like, oh, I taste the barrel, we're thinking about like something charred. And to me, this, this doesn't taste so charred, but it does taste like old wood that's been sitting around. I do get like a hint of tobacco, actually. Yeah, maybe that's part of it too. Sip. And not that I eat old wood, um, but it's what I would imagine it based on the smell it would yeah. taste like. I, I get a lot more from, Honestly, it's a lot of the similar notes. It's just they present in such a different way with different proofs and different um, ages and whatnot. But, um, but I the cinnamon, the maple syrup, um, and I would I I keep getting chocolate on all of these. I don't know if I'm alone on that one. But uh, hmm. she's but, also actually just been housing Kit Kats in between. <laughs> <laughs> she takes her. 
<laughs> I do like the tobacco note though too. Totally that's sound. a good that's a good addition to what Smoke, I was getting. And, and she smoked a pack of Marlboro Red before we started. So. <laughs> Jenny, now you Yeah, uh, that's very normal for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you told the listener about the bags on the other bottles. What's this one got? This one's like it's back to the original color, close to it at least, but it's leather and it has like a gold rope to to uh drawstring it shut. It's fancy. Um, yeah, it's definitely a little fancier than uh yeah, it's like I'm th- looking at it compared to the other bags, and it's it's got like uh, I guess because it's leather, it's got kind of nice uh, thicker quality to it. And you know, honestly, we could have taken something like this to the Ren Fair yesterday, and I could have kept my my change in it. Oh yeah, that actually that would honestly be a great, it would be a great, <laughs> a great change. Yeah, coin yeah. purse. Yeah, or as you do, you can keep your dice in it for D and D. Oh, good call. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea. A lot of dice go in that. Very cool. I'm really blown away by how beautiful the bottle is. Uh, compared to the, the first two, it's just gorgeous. Nice. Uh, the straight from the barrel one? Yeah, natural kind of uh, paper wrap. Very clearly defined. Very clearly written. Yes. Yeah. It's got a real like um, like old school vintage kind of look to it. And I like a bronzy color instead yeah. of like the, the gold from the Blanton's gold. Like I feel like Robert E. Lee had this <laughs> oh, bottle <God>. or <laughs> right before he orders Pickett's Charge. Like yeah. he's just taking a pull out of it. Oh, God. Really um, making some political statements on the pod yeah, we're getting, today. We're getting places here. <laughs> I, I think what's cool about this is that... It's a famous charge, Ali. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> featured in the movie Gettysburg. And... Um, so I, back to that label thing, though, it looks like they didn't update it because they didn't need to, you know, like people have been going crazy for this. And yeah, I mean, it's I think the fact that it is got a lot of history and I mean, even though it's only been around since 84, um, just like me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, what, actually, this is, is that a coincidence that that blends and I are the same are, are age? the same age. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, can you have one without the other? We'll never know. We'll never we'll know. Never know. It's like love and marriage, mm-hmm. horse and carrots. Which, as everyone knows, means that Blayton's is very young because Parker is famously a very young and spry. Incredibly spry. You'd never know his Incredibly age from spry. his hair. <laughs> um. So I want to go around the room. So the, this is really cool. There's also so they did a bunch of these uh, in different proofs. They kind of range from like 127 to like 134. These straight from the barrel proofs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh. So this is like on the lower honestly end. kind of the lower end, yeah. I mean, I think they had one that was like 124 was the lowest. Wow, uh, but still, like that's not that low. And do you know their entry proof? Is it like one? I mean, I guess they don't tell us, but yeah, I don't know. It can it cannot be above 125, so as a matter of law. Mm-hmm. So those are all probably around 125. Then, yeah, we might guess. But uh, that is pretty good. All right, let's go around the table. What was everybody's favorite of the three? Let's start with uh, Allie. Uh, Blanton's Gold, for sure. I thought it was a very, like, drank very round and um, not overly hot, and I really enjoyed it. I, I could have definitely uh, felt that one to be the, the easiest to drink and the most in touch with what I like in a bourbon. Very cool. Ben, what, were, what do you think? I'd have to agree with Ali. I thought the gold was uh, it was very... Easy to approach. It had really solid flavors, but without being too aggressive, too uh, too hot. It's something you could drink straight without any problem, and then really enjoy the flavors. John, I see what, and I appreciate what you guys like about the Plantain's Gold. I think for me, straight from the barrel is uh, my favorite, and it's because it's just very unique. And when I try single barrels, that's kind of what I'm hoping for at this point is something that is different. And I don't have another bottle 
on the shelf like this one because it has that like musty kind of interesting well, taste. I can tell Doug agrees with my take that I'll give you in just a moment. But Jenny, what are your thoughts here? <laughs> um, I'm going to also go with the the gold. Um, I tend to like a one oh like a around a one oh five proof, like between one hundred and one ten. That's usually kind of where I tend to rock. So um, that one was the most balanced to me. I do like the straight from the barrel. I think it's good. It's just um, I feel like the the one oh three proof for the gold really hit the spot for me. Yeah, for for me it was the uh, it was the gold. I think John's wrong. <laughs> I didn't say it was Doug. bad. This is Doug. No, it's not. You know, sure. I mean, I don't think either of the last two were bad. The first one was wasn't bad. It was just it was okay. Yeah. Uh, the second two I thought were significantly better, but uh, I thought the gold was right in the the perfect balance of like had some heat, was very complex, had a lot like a lot going on that I liked. Um, I would want to come back to that. I'd want to revisit that. I might revisit it right now, actually. Let's talk uh, <laughs> price, though. Like, would you go out and pay? Uh, we didn't talk about the straight from the barrels, like two something. I think. I think it's like two forty. Is it that much? I don't. Maybe not. Maybe I'm misremembering this. I think it's really interesting because, obviously, um, it's hard or almost impossible to separate the bourbon itself from the hype around it and from what we know are you know these crazy high prices that people will pay on the secondary market. If we just tried that first Blanton single barrel without knowing the hype surrounding it, without knowing, you know, what the resale price is that people are paying, I wonder what kind of experience, you know, we may have had trying it and if it would be different at all. That obviously we can't we can't separate that because we're, we, we know we live in a world where we know things. We know what we know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's tough because yeah, there's just so much hype around Blanton's. It's really tough to, uh, you know, not pay attention to that and let it influence your decisions on things like that. Like I said, like I don't have a bottle of Blanton's on my bar other than the one that Allie brought over here. And uh, nothing wrong with a bottle of Blanton's on the bar. I think everybody should have a bottle of Blanton's just for the sake of being able to try it against other things so that people can say, okay, I like that, but there are other things I like. Yeah, but I will say that I thought that Blanton's gold. And I I agree, the the straight from the barrel is very unique, being, you know, I mean, they're all single barrels, but uh, the the proof, it it is an interesting bourbon, but Blanton's gold I find to be exceptional. And we were like, hey, that's that's a top shelf bourbon. I will say too that this is $240. Is it is pretty okay. So MSRP is about that. If you can find it, it's... I mean, they only release it. I don't even know if they release it annually. Um, but I, what I think is kind of crazy to think about is one, we don't know how old this is, but like until recently, Elijah Craig barrel proof was also, well, I guess that was a small batch. I'm thinking about like other single barrels that are released at barrel proof, like or old Forester, right? Oh yeah. They do that single barrel and that's a hundred dollars. And this is $150 more than that. And I, or 140 more. And I just don't, know that that's worth that and that kind of mm-hmm. kills it for me a little bit i mean it's definitely cool to try and to have mm-hmm. but yeah the gold being um much cheaper cheaper it does help did we it. say what the gold was so about 150 i believe yeah oh yeah um which i think is i mean it's high but it's also i think it's worth. i think it's worth the money for that one it's actually yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all right guys well um Thank you so much. This was awesome. Uh, we do have a mailbag question today. Woo! Wow. Hang on. Let's uh, open up that. Let, let's open that letter up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they, they email them in. John. Uh, oh, okay. John, John's just going to do his own sound effects. We don't need the soundboard anymore. <laughs> we, we actually get these. We actually get these questions a lot, but that I and I ignore them usually. But since the epi- this, this episode, 
Um, it felt appropriate. Uh, Katie in Tallahassee, Florida asks, uh, my boyfriend Devin really likes Blanton's, but he can never find it. What else can I get him as a gift? Great question. I don't think I'm the person to uh, give the, that knowledge. I'm not quite sure what I would I say. I was like, red breast 12 year. Let me, tell you, let me, let me <laughs> well, tell you the good news about red breast 12 year. I can tell you the good news about red breast 12 year, but I don't know as someone who's looking for Blanton's, that's what you want to go for. I guess the one thing that I can think of off the top of my head um, is when I accidentally bought the wrong Old Forester, um, that series. I mean, that's... Oh, the Whiskey Row series? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it's obviously different, but I thought that was kind of a cool, unique thing that's a lot more readily available. Parker and I like the the nineteen ten out of that as yeah. a gift. It's like sixty bucks, I think. Yeah, nineteen ten. Nineteen twenty is good too. There's a lot of debate between John and I and me and other people. There's a lot of <laughs> yeah. the, the nineteen ten versus nineteen twenty crowd. Yeah. And then one insane person who told me eighteen ninety seven was the best one, and they're just wrong. Yeah, yeah. they're but, wrong. Uh, Nothing wrong with 1897. I enjoy the whole lineup, but yeah, it's. But also, uh, the signature, the hundred proof, is just as good, and it's also hundred proof. So I do like that. But yeah, that uh, that old Forester 1910. You know what that is? 93 proof. Yeah. You know what Bland's is? 93, 93 proof. proof. I will say though that because that one's double barreled, it does mm-hmm. have a much more like butterscotchy, rich taste to it. Mm-hmm. So you know, if Devin is not much into that, you know, like if he doesn't like Woodford double oak that kind of stuff, then just keep that in mind. Yeah, there's also um. Another one. I, I remember looking up flavor profiles once, and I think the closest, like, in like, if you want to distiller, the closest like profile to Blanton's is like Bullet, um, not regular Bullet, but the one tenure. above it. Yeah, the Bullet Ten Year. You should never buy Bullet though. I mean, yeah, that, but uh, but apparently it's got a very similar yeah. pro- profile flavor wise. But yeah, I would just, I mean, I would obviously get that Old Forester nineteen ten, as I love it. It's about the same price too, like um, MSRP mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sixty bucks. Um, Ben, like, what what kind of bourbon do you like? Let's jump in there. Uh, I'm- I'm pretty easy. I mean, as long as it's wet and cheap. <laughs> but I like the expensive stuff, too. It's just a different... Sounds like all of John's girlfriends in high school. Yeah, exactly. Look <laughs> at <laughs> Oh, very cool. Well, thanks so much for being with us, guys. And uh, congratulations on your first episode, Ben. I hope, yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, Come back. Yeah, like, find us on all the places. Uh, hit us on Instagram, at Try Spirits, guys. Email us your great ideas for future episodes, your praise for me, your scorn for John. <laughs> chai spirits guys at gmail.com and also check out our website chai spirits guys.com find the link to the merch store jenny's wearing an awesome chai spirits guys shirt right now damn straight i'm wearing the underwear it's a bit it's a big seller actually a yeah. little hot seller uh the baby onesie um yeah. really took off actually i was surprised it's doing so well uh, <laughs> but i uh, kind of did as a joke and people love it it's, but uh it's awesome but uh yeah guys check that out and uh we'll see you next time here at chai spirits guys cheers cheers cheers, cheers. cheers.